Hello, anybody. Welcome to episode 10 of Four Color Ultrasound, a uh, comics review spoiler podcast, the number one sleep enthusiast podcast. Uh, <laughs> sleep enthusiast? <laughs> I don't know. You mean uh, insomniac enthusiast, I would say. Go. Well, no, they love sleeping, so uh. they, they, they want to get to it fast. Like, insomniac, you can't sleep, so yeah, there's no hope. Sleep. There's no hope, though. Like, you're an insomniac. No. All right. So. Sleep enthusiast, you're like I want. I mean, I just I just woke up, but I want to get back there. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. They love sleeping, so puts them right back to sleep. I get it. Right there, you go. Or whenever they want. So like a narcoleptic. No, that's whenever they. That's the most inconvenient times usually. Anyway, I'm your host, <laughs> Dieter. With me is Mike. And uh, yeah, we're just two friends that talk about, or we read comic books, but we like to talk about them even more. And uh, so, yeah, we do. And uh, we'll be going over books from. August what what is today? I don't even know. August twenty first, twenty nineteen. Uh so if you haven't read those books, you might want to. Or don't. You made it this long without doing it. Why would you do why would you go back? <laughs> if you haven't read yet. Listen to us talk about them, decide, hey yeah, maybe not, and then pick up something next week and then come back. Just, you know, just come back. So uh yeah. Let's get right into it. Batman seventy seven. City of Bane Part Three, Mike. And how many is this? Uh, this is one of the twelve part ones. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, when this is done, it, he's off. So yes, actually, when is, this is done, he's off. So it's got another eight issues. But then it gets con- picked up where? In Batcat, as uh, Tom King wants to, likes to call it. Batman Catwoman. Yeah. No. So yeah, whenever this is done, it's done. So yeah, uh, like I said, Tom King, writing. Michael Janine and Tony S. Daniels pencils, and then Janine and Daniels, and then Norm Rapman comes in to do some inks, and then Jordi Belair and Tim Tim Tomu More come in and do colors. So there's like a lot of people working on the art, and uh, I would say like make a joke about that, but Jesus Christ, just looking through it, the art's really good. Just I know I didn't done synopsis yet, but everything's really bright. And, like, you can tell there's a lot of colorists and a lot of inkers for some reason. Yeah, but, yeah, the art's really good. This whole series, I think the art's been pretty good. Yeah, so, all right, well. All right. Uh, previously, our trips into a Gotham City controlled by the venom-fueled will of Bane and enforced by the deadly justice of Gotham's newly appointed protectors have shown us what can be achieved when fear, violence, thought control, and mayhem are your tools for seeking complete subservience from a populace. After using everyone and everything possible to break or against Bruce to break his mind and make him want nothing more in the world than to give up the mantle. Bane and company believe they've reached a zenith in their pursuit to abolish all ideal-ology installed in Gotham's former Cape Crusader. With no hope in sight and a broken bat in hiding, is there anyone that will turn up to save the entire city held hostage in the grip of a madman who believes it already won? Or will things just get more twisted? Let's break this one open and find out, Mike. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you know if I've heard <laughs> How much time do you spend on these? Uh, <laughs> you don't want to know how the sausage is made. Uh, that's true. No, that's all right. <laughs> all I know is I like them. I'm telling you, you got to get paid for these. Uh, maybe, but I don't know if you caught what I did there. There was a lot of uh, emphasized words in the end there. Uh, it was broken, turn, grip, twisted, and break. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we might get into that later. No, but, uh, not at all. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, this one starts with uh, kind of where in the last issue there was a. The Robins were talking about coming into the city. Somebody had to do it, right? So it's kind of just like the last issue where power, what was it, Captain Adam? 
Yep. Broke in, and Gotham Girls showed up. And beat the hell out of them. Yeah, and then so uh, Robin kind of gets the upper hand on her pretty quick. It's the same gist, though, like, hey, what are you doing here? Didn't you know you're not supposed to be here? And he's like, yeah, but I don't listen. And he does uh, some magic. That's what Damien does. That's what he does best. He doesn't listen. He's a little asshole. That's right. But he uses uses magic on her kind of like you would if you were a Superman. So I guess is that... Do the powers come from Superman? Like I don't like or I remember they got him in a laboratory. They sold like their soul to get them. Yeah, I was a bit confused as to what was going on there. I don't but remember mag- so long ago. Magic seems to work on her pretty well and uh gets her tied up and then it cuts to Bruce still passed out and Catwoman. And I th- I almost thought about looking up what song she was singing. It's in French. Do you know what it is? I have no clue. But yeah, it's no love is there. L'amour. This is yeah. Well, this is your. <laughs> it's about, about, about the but most French I know. You know the the what is it? The pop culture reference or whatever the culture reference the where he puts something into everything. But there's a song to get it going, and uh, Bruce opens his eye. So and there's jumps that. Back to Gotham, and you got Freddie in the background there. Oh yeah, it looks like when I first when I first look at this, so this middle panel, you got uh, Scarecrow and Zaz are detectives, and uh, but the first thing I look at, I go, why is Freddy in this? And then suddenly, uh, oh no, he's Victor Zaz. It's like the the detectives that kill people, kill and torture people for fun, as they point out. So yeah, they, they're so uh, they are possessed by, or their minds are taken over by um, psycho pirate, right? Yeah, that was going on here. So, but they, but they keep. So they they remember that they like to kill people, but he takes over their mind so that they stop bad guys, but still let them kill people. I'm confused as what the rules are over here. They keep the citizens of Gotham and the criminals at bay. I don't know. Well, because Zaz says you may have heard of us. We used to torture people for fun, but now we do it mostly. To enforce city ordinances, so like he's hinting that once in a while he kills people for fun. Still, so psycho pirate—that <laughs> was what he planned to turn him into, into cops that sometimes just kill people. I'm kind of well, maybe. The, well, they might not be under psycho pirate's control if they're just going along with Bane, right? Not everybody was. It was just Two Face didn't want to go along. Okay. Yeah. So I've, every like everybody that like I think it's everybody that's not in on it. They get convinced with the psycho pirate. So the Joker, he was sitting down there in the um, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine office, saying uh, with the Riddler hanging out. Was he under psycho pirate? I don't know. All right, I guess you didn't write it, and that's the point. (laughs) Don't quite know what's going on here. Nobody does, but it doesn't matter because Robin shows up and beats the shit out of both of them. So, which is yeah. And then it cuts back to Bruce and Selena waking up. One word, I lost. Did you, though? Didn't you? I don't know. Mm. What'd you really lose? And then uh cuts back to Damien now confronting Thomas Wayne Batman. And it's actually, this is a pretty good exchange. I like this. It's mm-hmm. like Tom King can get a character every once in a while. <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> but it's never the... How do you really never the, feel, Dieter? It's never the main character, and it's always like he only gets him like uh, like 
he gets him he, the way he talks and everything. And yeah, the, him breaking in and him taking care of Goth. He like he had magic set up for her. He like knew how to take care of Zaz and like uh, Scarecrow. And he knows all this information on the Thomas Wayne Batman. But he still just gets his ass kicked. Like, he doesn't have a better plan to kick his ass. Like, that's where he falls short. He has all this stuff planned, but he comes up, like, just a little bit short. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, the only thing that I can explain that with is Thomas Wayne is Batman. All right, so I think I think Batman would beat Damien if he wasn't if it wasn't the whole father-son thing. I guess so. And it also shows Damien, he just runs headfirst into things without really thinking it out. Well, there you go. So he does get a character then. Mm-hmm. See? Good job. But yeah, I really like the exchange he has mm-hmm. where he just kind of breaks him down. He's like, you're the old one. And he like, you know, goes over the whole Flashpoint kind of saga. And then even what happened in this one, the Batman. And uh, then it cuts back. When they're when it cuts back to Bruce and Selina in France again, and they're at the cafe, is this like a Nolan nod? Okay. <laughs> so, so, all right, so you're done with the Damien thing. And yeah, I, know, I guess it is. It must be a nod to Nolan's Batman. But how did Catwoman get a knocked out Bruce Wayne off that mountain and all the way to France into her into some apartment that she apparently owns in France? Money, lots of money. Remember, she said it's so expensive to take care of him. Okay, I guess that's that. That's the answer. <laughs> she, yeah. she slung him over her shoulder in the middle of the mountain, brings her down, gets in a plane with the passed out Bruce Wayne, and gets her to France. Gets him to France. And then it's weird because even in this little conversation, it just goes back to the first the first issue where he's riding the plane. And he's like, a good death. Mother and father would like me to die. Like he has this thousand yard stare while he's like, <laughs> like mother, father, it will be a good death. But anyway, I don't know. And then so it's like. <laughs> it's so bad. He's still suicidal. Uh-huh. Nothing has changed. He still doesn't really want to be Batman, right? He's just like, I just got to go. I got to do it. Uh, I got to go back, even though I got beat already somehow. But then, yeah, it cuts back to more Damien, uh, Thomas Wayne action. And it is pretty good. It's, uh, like I said, the art and everything is so good. Like, even this scene where it's like everything's green. Like, what, when it cuts back and forth, like everything has its own, mm-hmm. like, color to the background. And I really like in every like the buildings. Like what was that what was the guy that we didn't like that used to draw the Batman Superman? He did all those covers. Oh yeah. Uh, shoot, I'll look it up. I can't remember. But yeah, that guy who never did a background it couldn't do a background to save he his life. He did very good covers. But didn't work as a story. But yeah, it was t- but this is like the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, this is a case where the backgrounds are still very bare there's not much going on but at least there's something back there and it works with the whole thing you could tell where they are you could tell what's going on i could tell they're on a roof right you could tell there's a city behind them whereas with uh the other one you had no idea where they were they were in some one room the entire time couldn't tell which batman was which it was pretty bad man i can't remember his name then back to france and uh this is the same, like, I don't understand. No, I'm not going to let you die. There's a way. Jay Lee. Jay Lee, that's right. Jay Lee. That guy, could, he, yeah, his art. No, he he couldn't, never draw background. It was always clouds. Everything. <laughs> it was always just clouds. clouds. Yeah. So strange. But, uh, 
it's so weird because everything in this book that they talk about, like between Bruce and Selena is just going back to where it was before. And she's like, I'm not going to let you die. But then she left him because like, well, you have to be Batman, which she knows like was probably going to end in death. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, again, I have no clue why, what this whole plan was and why she left him. And now she's back just because he's dead. Even bring it up and say, even if she brought up and said, hey, look, I thought I could live without you, but you're going to die anyway. So I want to be with you. Like, something as simple as that would have made some sense. The, yeah, no, she doesn't do anything. She doesn't do she's anything. Like, she's just here. <laughs> I don't know. You still can't see me, Bruce. He's like, because you're making no damn sense. Like, I don't get it. Do you want to be with me or not? Hey, I got a, I got a priest drunk on top of a roof to marry us for you. He's like, I gotta be Batman. And she's like, no, you're gonna die. He's like, but I got to. But like, yeah, you're right. When she left him, she was like, if, I, if I'm if i with you, you'll stop being Batman. So I have to leave because you can never stop being Batman. But now she's like, oh, don't go. You'll be Batman and die. <laughs> I, I don't get it. And that was all so, Ben's plan. Bane's plan from the entire, from the start. You said Ban's plane. Ban's plane. Awesome. It was all about Ban. It was all Ban's plane the entire time. I'll start naming episodes, and we'll call this one Ban's plane. <laughs> Go for it. Was that the name of the plane in the in the I Am Suicide? That first issue, Ban's plane. No, but we should just change the name of the podcast to Ban's plane. <laughs> <laughs> to Ban's plane. Uh, let's go for it. Nobody's got any clue. Uh, speaking of Bane, he's on the next page with Robin. And look, there's something very no, he's interesting. Not Robin's in there by himself, and it's just Thomas Wayne. You have no clue that Ban is there. I mean, Bane is there. <laughs> <laughs> or what his plane is. <laughs> or what his plane is. What <laughs> Bad's plane is. But something very interesting happening here because the lens has fallen out yep. of his little uh, domino mask. Mm-hmm. And uh, it still it still works for the emotions, which, see, I made that, I, was, I said a long time ago that the emotions are connected to something else. So even though there's a lot of damage to that mask. <laughs> it still moves. It still functions because that egg that's, you know, where <laughs> is reading his emotions. But yep. anyway. Anyway, I don't know. This scene is kind of cool. Even the whole the writing of it all. Master, please, no. So, well, no, you know what Banes are because Master, well, you'd have to assume. No, that's not, that's someone else talking. You don't know who it is at the moment. Well, I mean, we are spoiler podcasts. You just have to turn the page. And I really do like this next page. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, the whole scene here is Master, please no. So that is somebody else talking, begging, knowing what's going to happen. And then he just says, not in front of the boy. Like he's given in to letting this happen. But he doesn't want to see it. Juan doesn't want Robin to see it happen. Yeah, but I knew this right away what was happening. Like, are you saying you didn't under- You didn't know what was happening? No, I before? did. But the way it's played off, it's meant to be. You said you didn't know who was saying who was saying that. Well, right away I knew it was like Alfred was saying it because he says not in front of the boy. So you knew Alfred was there, and then you'd see his reaction and everything. Oh, wait, it was Alfred. No. <clears throat> well, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. But anyway, and uh, this will come up more later. The like what I really like about this page too is you got the word bubble of Alfred speaking. <clears throat> and it's all squiggly lines, and then you've got the clean circles, right? And then you've got Robin screaming, right? So you've got you could tell the difference of who's talking. And you may not realize who it is at first, but you know two different people talking, two different voices. This was done extremely well, in contrast to a different book later. Yeah, so, and then you turn the page, and Bane has uh, snapped the neck of Alfred, essentially killing him. Essentially? (laughs) Looks like he is dead. 
Well, I mean, it, is he though? Is he? Because I mean, it is comic book. So is that actually Alfred? I, the twitching of the leg, like his feet are both twitching. <laughs> they got the little little shaky lines going on. So I don't know. But yeah, Brent or Bane. What was it? What's Ban? <laughs> Ban's playing. Ban's playing here is obviously killing Alfred. And uh, this is what Snyder wanted to do, supposedly, mm-hmm. in his run. But all he did was cut off his hand. Yeah. So the shock value is actually kind of gone. I wasn't shocked at all. I didn't, it didn't do anything for me. Did it do anything for you? Uh, and, I mean, I guess I wasn't shocked because it's comics. But there was, it did work a little. Like I said, it worked pretty well. I'm like, oh, no. Are they actually going to kill him? Oh, he's dead. And, of course, he's going to come back. I mean, obviously, at some point. But I have a feeling he might be dead for a little while here. At least through the end of um, King's Run. Until he wakes up, it's another nightmare. Or you find out that was Clayface or something. But but yeah, I mean, so if he stays dead, what is, that's pretty huge, putting the death of Alfred on Damien. Tom, Tom King swears that um, the world of Bat- Batman's world will never be the same when this whole run is done. Well, I know, but I didn't think of, that's not. Killing Alfred's not. It's not? No. Have you read Batman comics? It's huge. No. Batman relies on Alfred more than almost anybody. Well, I was going to say, it's it's still building. And I think oh. my... We still have one more page, but I was going to tell you what my theory was that they were getting to. I'm sorry but, uh, to cut you off. The last right, page. Yeah. Well, the last page is... Uh, so, does he know now that Alfred's dead? Why are they so mad? Because the last page of the two of them talking to each other, uh, Catwoman and Batman... And Catwoman says, you want to take our city, take back our city, Bat? You want revenge for what they've done? Let me show you the way. Yeah, I have no idea. Because somehow they knew Alfred was there. So I don't know if, they, if Bane went and told, you know, basically told him, hey, look, I killed Alfred and I got your son. Stay away. I don't know if they know or if it's just revenge for taking the city and messing Batman up. Yeah, does he I know Alfred's tell. dead yet? That's what I mean. But my, I think uh, he's going to, it's... He's going to find out about Alfred, and it's going to, like, the only way to stop Bane is to kill him. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, he's going to have him kill him, I think. And that'll be the ultimate plan? Mm-hmm. So, no, well, yeah. Well, cause, Batman ends up killing Bane, and uh, Alfred never died. He finds out right after that 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 was... Um, well, Alfred could be dead, too. But I think when, if his whole thing is, like, if Batman kills somebody, then, like, Batman doesn't exist because he's already done it so many like he almost mm-hmm. killed uh, the Riddler and like or Joker no he almost killed the Riddler but the Joker stopped him then he almost killed there was somebody else oh uh, it was his deepest darkest secret was the dead shot that he beat the shit out mm-hmm. of and then like but by some weird time travel thing he like didn't die oh yeah yep there was the one with so, um, Boost of Gold so it seems like oh there's that too that was a different one but like he keeps going down this road of like where Batman almost kills somebody and I think that's like what Bane's been trying to push him to the whole time but it's never worked so now it's like here we are and now it's going to be the final showdown will be like you gotta kill me to stop me I already killed your butler so come at me bro and, I think uh, that'd be a cool ending whether he kills him or not King will have him kill him for sure. Yes, I expect King to have him, have him do that. So, I don't know. What a fucking shit show for 85 issues, though, right? Yeah. I know. It's, too, it's taking too long. Like I said, a lot of them didn't make much sense at all to me. But it would be a cool ending to it. 
But then there's the Batman Catwoman series after that, which continues the story, so I don't know. He's going to be that's happy with men- it. That's them, like, mending their friendship or something. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that was pretty crappy. But, you know, it is Year of the Villain, and Bane is a part of that, so... Just like Black Mask, you're the villain. Number one. So did you know anything about Black Mask before this? What do you mean? Uh, I I knew very little. I know almost none of his history until I read this. So I don't uh, know how much this goes on with his his history throughout the, throughout the years or what. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I've read stuff with him. And uh, I've seen him in stuff. Like cartoons and stuff like that. And video games. Because he spent a lot of time with, um, was it with Nightwing or with uh, Tim Drake? Yeah, but I don't know his Warner actual, Robbins. I don't know his origin, like his actual. All right. Why? Is this a test? No, I was just curious because I read this. Oh, this is kind of cool. I'm like, this is pretty messed up. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty badass. But yeah, so yeah, Black Mask, you're the villain number one. Black Mask in Looks Can Kill by Tom the Toolman Taylor. Uh,. Cully swinging that hammer and uh, Dave not the pitcher from the Blue Jays in the 90s Stewart <laughs> that's what he came up with Stewart well I, the whole thing was like Dave Stewart I was like where have I heard that name before <laughs> and he like he played on the A's oh, I, remember okay. his, I remember his baseball card from the early 90s alright <laughs> like, I, I don't know who Dave Stewart was he was also on the team for the Blue Jays when uh, like Joe Carter hit that Series oh, okay. clinching home run, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a Mets fan. I don't know. I don't know the Blue Jays. Back to back. Right before the lockout, then they locked out and they never good again. Oh, yeah. So, so and then that's where my baseball knowledge ends, Mike. And <laughs> that's where it ends. All right, year of the villain continues to ramp up while Bane, Leviathan, and Lex are all doing their worst to make sure even the mightiest heroes of DC are left defeated and hopeless. Are after their after the inevitable uprising of doom blankets all corners of the multiverse, we are treated to a variety of one-shots, each focusing on a particular baddie who is desired to have a, or is destined to have a bigger role in the obliteration of justice that is to come. Roman Sionis, once a king in Gotham's seedy underworld of organized crime, stripped of his empire and held captive in a secret illegal prison by Damian Wayne, we now join Black Mask free once again but struggling to find a foothold into the lifestyle of crime he is accustomed to. What plans does Apex Predator Lex Luthor, the Harbinger of Doom, have in store for Roman? Let's peel back the layers so we can reveal the answers inside. Ooh. See, that's like a mask reference there. Nice. Metaphorically, we all wear masks. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, so uh, before we start this one, the year of the villain, they always have this year of the villain double page spread. Who are the infected? And uh, mm-hmm. you ever like look into that to see who the infected are? Yeah, I talked about it last last episode. <clears throat> it's uh, it's gonna be the Batman Superman story. And uh, was it Shazam? It starts with Shazam, and then uh, I forgot a couple other couple other guys. <clears throat> oh, this is what you meant in your news. Oh, this is what you were talking about. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay, my bad. Who are the infected? That's from Batman Superman. And then yeah, it starts with Shazam because I think even on one of these it shows one of the issues. It ended with um. Billy Batson. It was. It looked like uh, uh, one of the Jokerized Robins, and he goes, "My name is Billy Batson." Something like that. 
Interesting. So yeah, this one starts with uh, Roman Silas as a kid. And he has like something. It's all into archaeology. And he comes running into his mother. And he obviously has like a lazy eye and like a hair lip maybe even. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have a lisp or anything. So yeah, I, I can't tell know. if he does. But definitely the lazy eye. Like, but yeah. He has like his... He looks like it, like his upper lip looks like buttheads from like like it's all like his yeah. gums and his teeth are just exposed. <laughs> <laughs> could could be, <clears throat> but uh, it's his family. They're getting ready for a night out, and he's dressed just like you know a kid, like baseball hat, t-shirt, and jeans. And he has like some he's on an archaeologist dig or something. But he has like a skull in his hand, a little foreshadowing. But uh, his dad fucking hits the shit out of him. For like talking back to his mom because she, he's like, I'm wearing this. <laughs> oh, you're and, like, right. she, and you think like his mom cares at first, but she's like, what's wrong with you? Don't hit the face. We're about to have somebody over. And it's not like don't hit him in the face because, you know, <laughs> it's so messed up because somebody might see him. Yeah. What is like, wrong with you? So, yeah. So I think she's going to defend him and then not his face. We're about to company. And the father looks at her. The father's staring at him like, yeah, that's right, kid. No one's backing you up. Right. And then like, I mean, like, oh, I mean, the dad's face is all lazy too. Like, that's because he's drunk all the time. And mom's mom's okay with that. But so they're, I guess they're the heirs to the a cosmetic company. Yeah, something like that. That's where they get their fortune from. And so the mother uh, applies makeup to his freshly bruised face. For, <clears throat> can we go back to that slap for a second though? Once yeah, the, I don't know what you know, is the onomatopoeia for it. But look, look at the dad backhands him, right, with his left hand. Mm-hmm. Why is the kid's face head going to the left? It should have gone the other way. If not, did it spin his head all the way around? Maybe the dad spun all the way around. <laughs> the dad spun all the way around when he slapped him. So before he slapped him with the, with the front of his hand and spun all the way around. That's some slap. That's why it went the... Th- <laughs> I mean, that's some slap. THD, what a weird onomatopoeia. <laughs> You're right. And then crick. Well, that's because the little, the little skull fell out of his hand. Yeah. But I don't know. I was looking at that. I'm like, his head's turning the wrong way for that backhanded slap. But I'll go with the dad spinning all around because he's drunk. And then you find out uh, they're having the Waynes over. Another story where it's like, hey, remember Bruce Wayne when he's young? Guess who else he knew? <laughs> Nobody figures out guy. that he's Batman. Yeah, he knew this guy. So, uh, and then again, you're obviously trying to point out that like Roman has something wrong with his face. So you would think like everybody else, you might try to draw like a little bit better. That Bruce Wayne face. <laughs> his left eye's lazy too. I know. Like what that like? Is he making fun of the kid? He's like, hey. So maybe Roman's eyes isn't lazy. I don't know. It's just bad art. That's what I mean, but the mom points it out because she says, we can't do anything about your lazy eye, like when you're just putting the makeup on, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, that's not, so I don't know. But then uh, Wayne's parents die, so then Roman's like, well, I better murder mine. Right? Yeah, he burns the house down. Yeah, but he's, he, he links it straight up like it's... So they always say, like, are bad are the villains created because Batman, or, are, or would they be there anyway? And it's like, this one's directly related, not to Bruce Wayne, but, like, to his parents being murdered. Mm-hmm. He's like, because his parents are murdered, I'm going to murder my parents. 
it's such a weird turn. But yeah, he burns his house down. And uh, with his parents inside. She reminds the ending of Rebecca, uh, the Hitchcock movie. Oh, yeah? That's a good movie. But anyway. Okay. A giant mansion burning at the background at the end and whatever. <clears throat> Nobody wants to hear about that. Spoilers. Spoiler. Ah, damn it. It's like a Ruined a movie from like 60 years ago. Yeah, 60 year old movie. That's like, oops. But yeah, so then it cuts to present time and it's uh, he's black masked now and he's talking to a guard or like a security armed car driver. No, just a security guard. Mm-hmm. He's kind of mentioning like, oh, I just like talking and stuff. Like, he's like, why are you telling me all this stuff? <laughs> so like everything he would just said, like, even about Bruce Wayne, and they're still not going to, like, add that. I don't know. So, uh, but it's a botched, uh, what is that damn kind of truck called, Mike? It's uh. Like a Loomis van. What are they called? Yeah, it's a, uh, Jews. I, I, geez, I don't a know. A Brinks truck. A Brinks truck yeah, or whatever. It's a, uh. Armored, armored vehicle. Yeah, armored car. Armored vehicle for, uh, <clears throat> money transfers. Yeah, so it's like a botched, uh robbery and then the little uh batteries not included robot shows up lex batteries not included robot i love the little uh, thing they have the perfect they point out how they could shoot it down like hey let's shoot it and they're like do you know if it's gonna blow up and they're like no all right then don't shoot it which is like the dumbest like how far away from us it is we'll just take (laughs) cover after like i don't know don't shoot it but at least they're explaining it like they explain the fact that he likes he, he he's given up his whole plan like in every comic or every movie Right, with a bad guy. So at least they explain it. Eh, I just like talking. <laughs> and then it is. Should we shoot it? No. It might blow up. Or at least they're giving an excuse, right? But yeah, so batteries not included shows up. And uh, he shoots the guard because he's so scared. <laughs> which I think... And he kind of feels remorse. He's like, man, I just shot Gary or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Lex with an offer for him. And, uh... Yeah. And I, yeah, I kind of like this one with all the other offers. It's you know what power can you have or what can you do with it, and they're all uh, excited with it. With with this, Black Mask is is surrounded by cops. Lex just found him at the exact right time because he has no choice. So he's like, so yeah, I'm not going back to prison. I'll take whatever you offer me. Want me to help you? And then like the robot flies away. And then I think the irony of like the robot blowing the, up the car that they were uh, <laughs> behind that they were afraid might blow up if they shot it. <laughs> but it blows like, up the car it almost kills them. It's blowing, it, it blows up anyway. So like, I don't know, they could have... Boom and coom. They could have just shot it down is what I'm getting at. And then even though the robot's doing all the flying, like Black Mask... Like he does like a little fly, like a Superman flying away pose. <laughs> he's flying away. He's like, oh, look at me. And that thing is like holding onto his crotch, right? Like the way it strapped him on. Oh, it's strapped around his crotch. It could it could have done you know, around the legs and stuff, but no, it, it's right in the middle of the crotch. You know, so as he's picking him up, that's going to hurt. Even Montoya's like, what the hell? <laughs> that's what he's like, what the hell? Is that Why? thing grabbing that? Is that grabbing that dude's dick over there? <laughs> that, that, ham, that cheeseburger robot? Cheeseburger that? robot. That battery's not included robot. The next page is great because he drops he drops Black Mask down. He goes, I heard you were dead, Luther. Luther goes, I am dead. Ah, uh, right. That clears that up. There's no more explanation. So up in like, you know, yeah, he starts uh, starts telling him his plan for him or whatever. Oh, I, like the part where Lex laughs at him too for the, uh-huh. he's like, I had $500 million. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, that's cute. I'm sorry, that's cute. 
but he starts offering up his plan. But mm-hmm. uh, I was kind of tuning out of this book, I ain't going to lie, mm-hmm. like right around here. But then when Black Mask reveals that he like carved his mask out of his father's coffin, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> this face is like carved in father's coffin. That's like the like most metal thing of all time. Like, I don't know. That's pretty hardcore. I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> it's funny. You say you're t- tuning out because I, I kind of missed that <laughs> until you just mentioned it because I was tuning oh. out too. But yeah, but that like just snapped me right back into it. I was like, dude, that guy carved his mask out of his dad's coffin, like that he murdered his murdered father's coffin. <laughs> and he wears it, but yeah, like Lex is like, okay, I get you're kind of attached to it. So, but uh, the whole thing is that he's going to change his face. Lex will let him. He can change everything, but what his fingers and his eyes? He says. What did you say? He tells him he can, like, upgrade everything. Like, he can just make him a... Uh... Well, that's dark, but each their own about the mask. Yeah. But anyway, he cha- he gives Silas now the power to, like, change his face, but he needs to use people's fingerprints and eyeballs. He has to get them himself. But other oh. than that... But I could, I could take care of your voice, but you'll need to acquire some eyes and some fingers. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't. and then he does that, like, when he goes... so, And the plan is to have him run world corporations versus just Gotham's underbelly like because Lex knows like oh you're like if you had the power to move nations or like countries like then like to change so then like you could really make stuff terrible so I don't know if it because it does a good job or a bad job like oh you'll really fuck it up so like things will go bad or like <laughs> you're so good you can like make bad things happen without people really realizing it I yeah, don't know I don't know but he goes to this guy in Atlanta and uh, takes over his identity, gets his little kit to get his eyes and his fingers to do whatever. But then uh, it cuts to Batwoman. She's, why is she in Atlanta? Why does she have an apartment in Atlanta? I don't know. I haven't read Batwoman in a very long time. and very she little was, bit. No, but the only thing to read was when she was in, like, Detective, right? Like, she never let... She was always... She had her own book. She always has her own book, doesn't she? Yeah, but I thought it was with her and, like, the Penny... I don't think... I don't know. Nothing I knew about that said, like, she lived in Atlanta. I've never known her to be there before. But that was, I thought maybe you knew. But Montoya's there from Gotham in Atlanta being like, Hey, remember that Roman Silas guy? He's here. So help me catch him and uh they think the guy that roman's turned into is like under control by the black mask mm-hmm. right so they're like yeah. let's we'll just like capture him and then they'll lead us to black mask but during that confrontation all it took was a kick to the face to change him back into the black mask right like lex didn't go over that like oh by the way don't get kicked in the face <laughs> yeah i didn't get that it made no sense at all, because <clears throat> she then, she's in the car and he's sitting there. She thinks that's you think that you're supposed to think that he she knows who he is. She doesn't. She's sitting next to him. His eyes got fire in his eyes again, for some reason. And Batwoman kicks him in the face. Yeah, and the next panel so you, suddenly that, he's back to black mask. And the the fire in his eyes is used for effect, so yeah. you know he's Roman, oh, just in case you forgot. Case you forgot five pages. They showed over. it earlier when he was burning the house down. Remember? So. But yeah, no, I didn't get that either. She kind of misses his face here, because you look at that panel. Like one panel is kicked in the face, and she just leaves her face, her foot there or something. 
And then his face is suddenly black mask. Yeah, makes no sense. And then he runs away and he's like, I gotta get a new face real quick. And he like touches his fingers to his face and it like kind of morphs into another one and he runs off into the crowd. Yep. So he's like Dark Man all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. He's like Liam Neeson in Dark Man. Yeah, that's his power. But it comes out of his hand, which is pretty cool. And then he's like back. He so he's into some rando guy. But the next time you see him, he's back to that like delivery guy that he was before. Like so, he can change. He can obviously change back into other people. Why don't he just change back into that security guy and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, is that I'm supposed not... to be the same guy? No. No, he's not. Yeah. Okay. So there, he's turning into this other guy, some other random Cause, guy. Because now he's in Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. The news unlimited. Yeah, we don't know who he is, right? Is this the end? I mean, yeah, it's not gonna be another one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. But no, I don't know. It was. Aren't there? Isn't it supposed to go further? No, it's just a one shot. It'll because through the whole story, the, the year of the villains, whatever they're leading up to, Black Mask will be there, and you'll have this power, and you'll just know that this happened. This well, is just a I mean. shameless tie-in. That's why, yeah. So, but it'll come in handy later, right? Yeah, but you'll have the explanation. That's his. You know, he has a power to change his face, right? Whenever he shows up, if he shows up again. Like it sure seemed pointless now, but thank God we listened to that guy. <laughs> I just, I just thought his background was kind of cool, and it was all messed up. His his mother and the whole where he dad slaps him, and his mother's like, "Don't mess up his face. We have company." And then that leads to him making like carving a mask out of his dad's coffin. <laughs> pretty messed up. I want more black like, mask. Like, so both his parents dying, and he obviously didn't get caught, right? I don't know, like, is he, <laughs> yeah. s- but either way, like, don't you think, like, he would have had a hand in, like, picking out the coffin? Like, I don't know, like, it's just weird. Did he go and, like, dig it up, or, like, was it before it went in there? I say in the middle of the night, he just dug it up. That's hard. Cool. Like either car- way. carving while he's sitting there. He's carving over his dad's uh, uh, burnt corpse. That's what I picture. That's super hardcore. <laughs> I want that book. Just a twenty-four pages of uh, him carving a mask out of his dad's coffin. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, how do I answer this? If I yeah. if I if I tell Mike how twisted he is, <laughs> it'll be a problem. I may come and do something. I don't know. Good thing his dad was buried too. Like, what if he was cremated? And then he's like, shit. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, he's burnt, he's burnt mater- Chris. He already was cremated. Not so enough, ma- yeah, not enough material in this urn to make a full mask. Like, <laughs> not enough material in this urn. Yeah, so a lot of this didn't make much sense. Still pretty dope. Uh, speaking of making sense, uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, number two. <laughs> Uh, these are difficult to just think of off the top of your head, Mike. If you don't give, if you don't set me up, how can I knock it out of the park? We gotta plan this beforehand. How are we gonna segue each each episode, each uh, book? No, no. It, then it's not natural. It just doesn't feel right. But anyway, number two, written by Matt Fraction, art by Steve Lieber, and uh, Nathan Fairbairn. I have his name down for some reason. Fairbairn. Fair. <clears throat> yeah, fair. Bairn. Because <laughs> it's like spelled the same, just with a B. Yeah. So, Fair Bairn with an N at the end. He's the colors, that's why. So, um, 
Yeah, we continue our introduction and education on what it means to be an Olsen as the vignettes presented in issue one continue to dole out the yucks while forming a narrative revealing hidden truths about and setting up future courses for Superman's best friends. Stories about long-dead relatives, destructions in Me- destruction in Metropolis, new assignments at the planet, and even dealing with his own death, all picking up here. What new surprises wait for us in this issue? Join us to find out as we take a look into the world of Jimmy Olsen. That's it, see. That one kind of trailed out. There's not much to recap one issue of something. No, not much to recap, but you still did a pretty good job there. You explained right. the whole thing. Yeah. Hey, I did, didn't I? Yes, you did. Oh, I feel good now. <clears throat> and the recaps um, and everything. Yeah, buddy. So, yeah, this one was actually pretty good. Uh, again, we went over this first one. It is like just a 12-issue maxi-series. Yeah. So, uh, but... It opens up with the same vignette as the one before where we thought that guy was dead that got thrown off the waterfall. That guy was his great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather? Yeah, which I guess we had to like kind of figure he couldn't die because then how would Jim, Jimmy Olsen be alive, right? Assuming he didn't have a kid before? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just happy they continued that story. I wasn't sure if that was going to change and they are going to move on. But that's also how he becomes rich because he shows up with a giant yeah. gold nugget, mm-hmm. right? He's like, Good point. Olsen's rich boys, so that's kind of where the fortune came from. Mm. Yep. Or, and uh, and they did answer con- a question we had. Was this Luther's uh, distant relative? I I have a feeling they, they released the book and people asked him, who is that guy supposed to be? He's like, oh shit, we forgot to uh, point that out. Because in the beginning of this one, it says Luther's Al- Alexander. It says oh, Luther's also quite distant relative. Because they didn't clear that up in the first issue, I don't think. No, I don't think. It was very, it was vague, but you're right. Yeah, so they cleared it up. Somebody were, who the hell is this supposed to be? Because, uh, you know, we're stupid, I guess. And then the second, like, that was just, the, like, the first time, it was just two pages. Yeah. And then the second one's kind of picking up the story after Olsen destroyed, remember, he was riding Gamera, that giant turtle. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and he destroyed the giant lion statue that Luther, Luthor's family built. Luther wanted it destroyed so he could build something new, but Olsen has been fighting, his family, his brother, more specifically, has been fighting for a long time to keep it, uh established the joke here starting even where like uh what the Pulitzer they're talking about is Pulitzer Prize well they first it looks like they beat the shit out of each other because they're both really bruised up right yeah did it happen in the last issue no I looked back they never did so it's like it must have just they probably when they got together and then like this is the aftermath it looks like they're getting a root beer together but right off the bat Jimmy's using his Pulitzer Prize as a bottle opener <laughs> that's awesome but they're talking about like yeah you want to check it out he throws he doesn't even like catch it just no, hits see? the floor <laughs> two pages two uh, panels over Thunk. and then it, it's revealed that his Pulitzer was actually won by mistake <laughs> as he tripped over his shoelace to get the picture yeah. that uh, he won him the prize but uh, it kind of goes just his brother just uh being a complete dick and telling him that, you know, Jimmy's all he does is like destroy stuff. He doesn't do anything nice for Metropolis. Won't even apologize. And he says he's the most dangerous man in Metropolis. But uh next panel here he is the safest the safest guy in Metropolis. <laughs> but uh he's doing a little thing with Superman because in the last issue, remember uh Perry told him that he had to do funny stuff. Instead of trying to do all the dangerous stuff that cost them money, he was supposed to do the little, like viral v- funny thing. So he recruits Superman to uh, tell him secrets, right? Mm-hmm. Super secret powers. 
And the art in this book is really good. That page, the two-page spread mm-hmm. where they're sitting up there over Metropolis. It does, like, everything does look kind of old-timey as well, but, like, modern. What, that, what you mean the city? Because the city looks futuristic. No, I meant, like, the comic book. Oh, like, yes. It looks like an old-timey comic book. Like, it looks like one you'd read, like, from back in the day, but then, like, it's the color's so bright and vibrant yep. and everything's done so sharply. Like, it, there's no way it could have been from, like, you know... Yeah, it's it, it it's 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 honoring the old comics, but you know, there's no way they're not trying to make it look like you pick up the comic and uh, think it's going to be a comic from the 50s or 60s, but they're honoring it. And, and I love the way they're setting it up. It's they're splitting it up to look like the different stories, and but they're all just different time periods of Jimmy's story, and it's all going to fit together. It looks like cause I'm guessing that old that old uh, the, the 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 story in the past with his great 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 grandfather it'll probably end with them building the statue and you'll find out why the statue is so important to them. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I'm, yeah, they're doing a really good job with it. And the whole style looks it looks great. And I like this Metropolis. Yeah. It's kind of like the uh, Superman the Animated Series where they try to make it look more futuristic. Yeah, for sure. And then that little robot is a Scoops, right? Is it? That's what he says. He says the name's Scoops. Oh, yes, he does. Like, well, <laughs> it looks it like makes a Phantasm sense. Ball. It makes sense because he called. It does. <laughs> it makes. It, it's funny because, like, you know, he's like getting the scoop, right? Uh-huh. So, like, do you think if he like ever meets Booster Gold, he's like, "This is my robot, Skeets," and he's like, "Ew, I don't know." <laughs> if that one gets this, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> Skeets, <laughs> scoop. But anyway, so there's a, a lot of like, he's trying to Superman saying his his powers are like close up magic. <laughs> And like he flips uh, his thumb, thumb back behind his hand, he's like it's all super bendy, yeah. like double jointed and like up close magic, saving a cat. <laughs> uh, he's just kind of like being a goofball, yeah, trying to guess his card. The thing with oh, uh, he can convince anybody to get him a hot dog <laughs> whenever he wants. He's like, I don't think that's really a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> But then he's eating a hot dog, and then, so he obviously went off frame and like got somebody to get him a hot dog. <laughs> you give it to anyone to buy me a hot dog, pretty much whatever I want. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Is this your card? Superman, like you said, Superman's just a giant goofball. It's awesome. And then I have a question for you because it, it kind of ends where uh, you know, Superman's like he has something to do. Want want me to come with you? He's like, no, I got to stay back. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not really that kind of guy. And when it shows the because Superman's oh no sure Jim you and it shows this little vignette. Or, like, the little montage of uh, things he's doing. Mm-hmm. The one in the bottom right where he's wrapped in the Band-Aids. Mm-hmm. In the last issue where it showed him, it showed this picture, but everybody else was wrapped in bandages and he wasn't. Yeah. So what is this from and why do they keep referencing this? Like, I don't get it. I don't he know. Looks like the, they look like the Invisible Man. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Again, it's it's got to be a reference to his original series. Because it was all goofy. And this, to me, seems like Jimmy remembers it one way, but then, like, this Superman's remembering it oh, another way. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I just flipped back to that. It's the exact same panel, isn't it? And it all yeah. just flipped. And it's the only one like that. All, none of the other panels no. are repetitive like that. It's just that one. I'm confused. Now I want to go find out. And then, this one's really weird. In the next page, Jimmy's bathing with pink kryptonite. Mm-hmm. And I looked that up because, like, I know... All the different colors give you a different power. Yep. And pink kryptonite's only been mentioned one time. Oh, really? And it was in Supergirl something, 77, volume something or other. And it's a 
kryptonite that turned Superman gay. <laughs> was it? Oh my God. Literally, like, he turns <laughs> and he hits on Jimmy. He tells him, like, how great he looks in his bow tie. He turns him, like, super flamboyant. And it's, like, this story about, like, he ends up, like, it's a story, too, where he marries Supergirl because, like, they're not related on this, like, the world that they're, it's an out-of-continuity story. Uh-huh. It's not, like, and it's the only time it's ever been brought up, except for now, here, where it shows Jimmy, like, bathing in it, and Superman's hella peeking in the window on him. That's hilarious. I mean, it looks like he's in a bunker. Well, like a lead room, yeah. right? So, But why would there be a window? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's a strange one, but yeah, so that was Superman reflecting on like, you know, Jimmy, all the things, like the courageous things he's done. So you're but, saying that wasn't actually, Jimmy wasn't, it wasn't in a Jimmy issue, it was a Supergirl issue with the pink kryptonite? That's so weird. Yeah, okay. it, was the, and it was in the night, it was in 2003 too, it wasn't even that long ago. Seriously? Yeah, it's not even that long ago. I was going to say really it had to be in the 50s or 60s, but no. No, it's like recent. Wow, that is crazy. So I don't know what they're going after there. Uh but yeah, Jimmy's just like, no, I'm good. You go, you take off without me. And then you know, Superman leaving. I don't know why they says that's his favorite part. <laughs> Every time Superman leaves me is my favorite part. <laughs> just when Superman leaves, he likes being he likes being standing alone. Right. So of course uh, it's the if you say so, pal. Up, up, and then away. But you didn't say the end away part. And then we go from a. Like a homosexual reference to the premature ejimulation <laughs> reference on the next page with the the title of the Daily Planet too, but uh, how, what does that end with? Saying what the whole issue? Oh no, with just that part with Lexi saying like, yeah, he'll rebuild. Like, yeah, that statue's gone, but he's going to use this opportunity to build the new light rail, mm-hmm. which is that same. Uh, so that. Bruce Wayne's dream or a Thomas Wayne's dream to like from Christopher Nolan's Batman where he wanted the outer like the people that lived out in the outskirts of town be able to go to like the middle of town mm-hmm. on like a f- free commuter rail so everybody was even it's the exact same like thing that he wants so I don't know he stole <laughs> he stole <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, and then the, the little last story where it was last time it was uh, Jimmy Olsen was dead, right? Yeah, he had to, he moved to Gotham. Speaking of Gotham, he moves to Gotham where he's dead. But this one's a lot shorter, and he just contacts Lois Lane, who's like uh, runs out of the office to go help him. Which is like, yeah, why would he call Lois instead of Superman? I don't know. Well, because it's and they're the, trying to solve solve a mystery, not uh, punch somebody. Well, that's true. But also, did you notice the one of the post-it notes in her office says two questions, too many questions? Remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, we we're talking that's like two point. questions. Yep. And we were questioning why there were so many questions in the DC universe that's at the funny. time. And I thought you said both of them were showing up into something. Both of them are going to be in Lost Lane at some point. Boom! Look at that. Too many questions. That's pretty nice. So that's a nice little. Uh, and then, then you see the other. Um, Post it, the bludgeon under you underlined collusion with the O underlined, and then asylum yeah. with the S crossed out. Ass How asylum, spell. yeah. But it's funny because <clears throat> again, I, I I've watched the uh, soup, the original Superman movies a million times when I was a kid, and there's always a joke in there that she doesn't know how to spell, and they've picked that up in the comics. So I don't know if that was a comic thing in the past or something they're just doing now. I always thought it was a reference to the movies, but she, for some reason she never knows how to spell. So it's a common, she's it's a, a common, uh, she's, uh, 
don't know. A, Pu- a Pulitzer winning yep. journalist that doesn't know how to spell. Pretty much. That's funny. <laughs> yep. So yeah, like I said I want, I want I want to know where that came from. If anybody listening knows, you can email me at four color ultrasound with the number four at gmail.com. Yeah, wallet ass Mitch, if you know why that <laughs> Are you saying wallet ass Mitch is the only one listening? <laughs> More than likely. The only one willing lightly most likely to respond. That? Or you can respond on Twitter at four color us. Or on Instagram at four color ultrasound. Yeah, see, can't it's so simple. So easy. Respond. Or not. Yeah. It's a see, it's a free country. Do what you want. So this week's uh always oh my god, hold on. Always judge a cover by its story. There you go. Is a book that we I actually judged the story by its cover and didn't like end up well, I did read the whole thing. Just, <laughs> we're not gonna go over the book very much because in my opinion the book was not good. Not, not good. good at all. It was, I, but it was, it was, it, it was pretty bad. But it was pretty bad on multiple levels. Just on, I couldn't. I think I've heard the phrase "comic booking" in general. I couldn't uh, come up with a synopsis for it. I couldn't come up with like anything positive to like be like, "Oh man!" Then then this is at least this happens. But goodness gracious, this John Romita cover! It is Superman inside the mouth of what looks like a dragon. You do have to read to find out what it is, because there's no way you would guess, right? If I was like, guess what? Yeah, I thought it was a dragon. That's what I did. And he's shooting fire eye, or like his optic, what is heat vision, heat blast, right? Uh, shooting his heat vision his, or heat, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was confused. I was like, why is he shooting heat vision into a dragon mouth? Isn't that just going to go bad for him? <laughs> but regardless of the fact that, you know... It's a beast with no lips and just a lot of teeth. His body proportion is just like... Oh, it's terrible. His calf in relation to his thigh and then like his shoulder, like his abdomen. Everything just looks terrible. His hair, the length of the cape makes no sense. (laughs) Like it would hardly go down past his thighs it looks like if he stood up straight. I don't know. It's all right. It's just the cover. You know the cover's a, the page they always spend the least amount of time on because no one will ever see it. Well, I just picked this one because like, I am <laughs> amazed Sorry. at John Romita Jr.'s ability to get work. Like, is it a comp? Do people just like say, like, well, it's nice. Like, I don't understand. People like, what's the consensus? And I have to say, so, like, it, it, it's the it's the... His, the faces in this one were a lot better for the most part than I've seen him do in the past. Uh, maybe not. I'm flipping through right now. But the but the rest of it, I like the I like the rest of his art. Well, like the cities. If you remember, if you remember what we talked about in this issue last time, if you rem- if you wanted to pick up the storyline and you wanted to find out what happens to young Clark Kent in the Navy, and uh, then find out what would happen if he went to Atlantis and fought a Kraken. For the love of a mermaid chick, then did that ever ha- has any of this ever happened? Yes, actually, L- Lori Lamar- Lamaris was uh, Superman's first girlfriend, and she lived in Atlantis. I don't know that part about it, but I know Lori Lamaris. I think I think it was 
again, um, she was a, a human, but then you find out that she was a mermaid. I'm not sure if she was from Atlantis, though. But I know Lori, Lori Lamaris was the first one. It's the the alliteration of the L's. Clark can only fall in love with LL. If you want to be really confused about, like, sizes of sea creatures and which one, it, like, wait, there's one, but it's small, but <clears> now it's big. But that's because, like, another one showed up that you didn't really know about. And you find out two of them leave, and that's when you're like, oh, wait, there was more than one. Then, yeah, get this book and check it out. And I know you didn't want to go into this too far, but the things that bother me about this, we mentioned in the last one, the um, the omniscient narrator. You've mm-hmm. got the the text boxes, right, talking about the story, talk, you know, narrating the whole story. In the last book, you said, hey, wasn't wasn't that the omniscient narrator and he, when it and moved over to Clark? And I didn't notice them moving to Clark. In this book, they very clearly use the exact same boxes. Like I mentioned in, La- in uh, Batman, where they least changed the way the boxes looked. They used the mm-hmm. exact same boxes, and it clearly closed to Clark talking about himself, whereas prior, it was clearly an omniscient narrator. And then, later, it's, it's almost as if somebody, an editor, was looking at the pages, and Reed got to the point where, oh, wait a minute, you're talking about Clark himself. It's like, fine, turn him, turn him green. But they never went back and fixed the ones prior. Because then suddenly, yeah, like, like she, her, her talking is in what yellow. His is in green. But they stopped. They didn't start that from the beginning. It just made no sense. It's as, it's, like I said, it's as though someone uh, pointed it out and said, ah, I don't care. Just leave it the way it is. This is a good ex- I'm like kind of upset I read this one. Like I was just not. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so there's that. Then he, he goes down to Atlantis and realizes, oh shit, there's a, you know, the Atlantis got destroyed. So he goes to spend all night long fixing it which is great but apparently in that you know eight hours he falls in love with uh with Lori because he because it was that same day wasn't it mm-hmm. so that was a problem so and he it, falls in love with, love with Lori and then it turns into his whole battle he's trying to fight for her love and become uh the uh king of Atlantis because her father um who was his father who was her father I can't remember her father's the king of Atlantis right? yeah but I mean it was one it's one of the uh I don't know Greek god or Oh, I don't know. Anyway, so anyway, the father is the great guy. The Poseidon. Poseidon, there you go. It, Poseidon is, you know, the king of Atlantis, and he's fighting. That's what the Kraken he was fighting to uh, become the king. But was it very clearly the king wanted to marry his daughter and have kids with the daughter? No. No? Nothing's... Oh, wait, what did you say? Was it clear? Yeah. So maybe he didn't read the whole thing. No. Okay, so you didn't finish it? No, I told you. I didn't okay. like this book. Was, I didn't, so it got even worse, because yes, <laughs> the whole thing was Poseidon d- wanted to stay and wanted Lori to be his wife. Well, that's even, like, see, I don't, <laughs> it yeah. It made no sense. I'm like, what? Seriously? Where did this come from? No, I tuned out. Like, I stopped reading, and I just ended up flipping through the last, like, I read over half of it, and then I just, like, after the Navy part, when he goes to Atlantis... Like halfway through, or like around page thirty, I just started yeah. flipping. So, and I just, here you go, Father, yeah. you fiend. He was my hero, my man, because the Kraken. He fought the Kraken, and Superman fought the Kraken. And you think, and you're supposed, to, and I guess you're supposed to think, or they think, because the Kraken shows up. You think that he ate Superman. So she goes, Father, you fiend. He was my hero, my man. And then Poseidon goes, You shall have no man but Poseidon, for all the days of your life. You'll reign by my side. You'll take your mother's place, in every respect. 
Okay, well, that's extra gross then. <laughs> like, why? Like, where does it even come from? I don't know. On top of his shield, going from black to yellow, you've got a lot of incest here. And the story doesn't even end, because it ends with Poseidon going, Oh, you are alive. All right, Superman, you could have her. And he, like, kind of leaves. But you know he wants to come back to get his daughter-wife. So freaking weird. So you're reading the third one, is what you're I'm saying? I'm going to read the third one. Yeah. I've already, but I, I almost, I kind of don't want to because this was that bad. I did not expect to uh, have a Superman book filled with incest or suggested incest. Well, I'm not kidding. And he's still underage, right? He still isn't. I, I assume so. I don't know. Yeah, it's really weird. There's just so much it's better about this. Oh, and then, sorry, the other thing that was really weird about this, so he's in the Is that you want to keep talking about I want to keep talking it. about it because it is that weird. Like, one from the incest to the text boxes that make no sense. So he's in the Navy, and he packs up, right? And then at the end, he decides to leave. He goes into the water. Well, he packs up his his all of his belongings and his beddings and all that and slings it across his shoulder and just walks into the water to go straight to to uh, Atlantis. It's like, why are you taking your bedding into the water with you? Yeah, it's like, oh, well, this guy is... Uh, not a hundred percent sure if I'm like an alien or like something, <laughs> but I'll relieve all doubt right now by walking. Like you said, he just walks into the ocean. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's a terrible book. He, he's he's uh, carrying his bag underwater, and of course we didn't even mention the fact that he can breathe underwater. He just by will, he can breathe water. No, I think it's established that he'd be holding his breath. No, he, in this he says he breathes. He 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 starts breathing water, and he first goes in. Oh, well, because they always said when Superman goes to outer space. That's every other Superman breath. besides this one. Oh, well, like I said, I don't know. You seem to enjoy it, though. Because adapt. You don't need air. Let it out. Now breathe the water. It's easy. It's easy. No, yeah, <laughs> to, I don't care. It's, it's amazing how weird this is. Not really. It's Frank Miller. Like, it just makes it's no like sense. Old, it's like an 80-year-old Frank Miller, like. <laughs> That they're like still giving work to, and they're like, we'll partner you up with like this guy that can't really draw either. Yeah, I don't know. So weird. But like you said, I bet you like tons of people love it. I, I don't know. No, I don't think anybody liked uh, The Master Race, the third uh, um, Dark Knight Returns. No, I didn't read it. Shouldn't have read this one. <laughs> Shouldn't have talked about it. Shouldn't have spent 15 minutes. You should have. Are you going to read the next one? No, I'm not. Oh, man. Not at all. It's gross. But uh, so weird. I will. I do have something else for you to read because Mike, have I got a story oh, for you? Have you got a story for me? Yeah, I do. Uh, a little bit different this time is I'm just going to recommend a book to you, and then you're going to read it within the week, and then you're going to come back next week, give your opinion on that book, and then offer me a title to read. So we'll kind of go back and forth. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, this week the first. First iteration of this, I have a. It's actually it's not a full story, but it is. It's like a short. I'm gonna send you some short stories, a collection of work by Junji Ito. He's a Japanese uh, manga horror artist and uh, writer. And what he does, he draws like uh, he draws and writes these stories, and they're just like. I don't know. To me, they're the they leave. I don't know how to. It's like the most uneasy. This like really sense of unease that like it leaves you with like none of the stories end like in a satisfactory manner. You're never left with like oh that was a good. 
it's almost like everything just ends and you're left with like this like this sense of dread still where you're like what what happened like what did i just read like i don't understand <laughs> but in a good way or dread like in uh, frank miller's uh zoom in year one oh no like in a really good okay. way but uh and then the art is just like super creepy and super um like i don't know how else to say it japanese manga horror that's cool i like creepy but uh so i'd like you to read some junji ito and I'll send you a couple short stories, a couple of my favorite ones. And then next week you can let us know what you think about it. Sounds good to me. So in the meantime, though, I heard you got some news. So what do we got here? Not a lot of comic book news. Um, I'm sure you weren't watching this, but it's going to be like it's going to be like political news. <laughs> it's all political news. You know what Trump did today? Economical news. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say so. You, did, you weren't watching the Krypton show on Sci-Fi, were you? No. Uh, well, so. I was, and actually, it was a lot better than I expected it to be. From hearing, it was all about uh, Superman's grandfather. Um, but the whole show was. Uh, what was it? Uh, Adam Strange goes back in time to uh, to um, talk to the grandfather because Brainiac's coming, and they need to make sure that you know basically make sure the planet blows up or Superman's never going to be born and all that. So basically, he's telling the grandfather, you know what, you got to stop what Brainiac is doing and let your planet blow up and let uh, what is it, the um, city get shrunken. So it was kind of cool. It was a really it was actually a pretty cool show for a sci-fi show, but unfortunately it's canceled, and the second season ended on a cliffhanger. So, I'm, <laughs> take that. That's what you get for enjoying things. Exactly. So, so I'm like, I watched the first couple episodes of the second season recently, and they they took, said it was gonna it was canceled, and I'm like, do I finish watching it now? Now I know it hands on a cliffhanger. Yeah, it sucks. And what sucks was they brought in Lobo, and they, were, they had just announced before the season started that Lobo was gonna get his own show, and there was gonna be a third season of uh, Krypton, but then as soon as the season ended, nah, screw you, we're not doing that anymore. So I was kind of upset. But Lobo's still getting a show. But no, no, no Lobo show and no Krypton season two. Oh, really weird. Those bastards. Those bastages. Those bastages, exactly. Um, but what is getting a show? I guess it just has a show. Batwoman's got her show. You know the whole CW uh, uh, show. You know every year. I know you don't watch them. They every year they do a crossover, and they've been getting the Arrowverse. I'm sorry. The Arrowverse. The Arrowverse. The Arrowverse. I watched Arrow for like the first two or three seasons. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped because I couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. Too much of the too much of that like, oh boy, and then like nothing. Yeah, and uh and the I watched a bit of Supergirl and I kinda got old fast. We still watch uh, San, uh we still watch um was it Flash. And and I enjoy it in spite of myself. Because it's not great, but not terrible. But every year they do a crossover. And they've been teasing the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. And the crossovers are just more fun than anything else, I guess. That that was from the pilot, wasn't it? Yep. Like they had the newspaper at the end. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they're finally wow. they're actually bringing in the Crisis. Because they, they had the Anti-Monitor as one of the bad guys last season on, yeah, I guess it was on Flash. But, so for this crossover, they're trying to make it bigger, as big as possible. Kevin Conroy is going to be playing an old Batman. Um, Whoa. What? I know. How cool is that? Uh, Brendan Routh 
which is funny. Brandon Brandon Ralph plays um Adam on uh, the lead. Was it the Legend Legends of Tomorrow? But they're gonna have him as a, a play a uh, alternate universe Superman because he played Superman in Superman Returns. So that was kind of cool. It, uh, the, people think he's gonna be playing the Kingdom Come Superman, hmm. which would be pretty interesting. And then there there's some uh, rumors online that Tom Welling is gonna play a different Superman. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I'll never see it. You'll never sure. see it. I know. I again, there's not much here, but I thought that was kind of cool. The biggest thing is Kevin can, Conroy playing an old Batman. You may want to watch just for like the two minutes that he shows up. You can let me know all about it. You can be like, "Oh my god, oh my god, it still sucked." There's still a CW shows, but if you like the CW shows, that's fine. But they're not. I don't know. It's better than nothing. Um, True. Do you know about Disney, the Disney Plus news? They're like Disney's taking over everything. Well, yeah, Disney Plus is their own streaming service. But they announced uh, their new shows. There's going to be a WandaVision show. Did you know about that? Like WandaVision or like Wanda and Vision? <laughs> a little bit of both. It's called WandaVision. Uh. Yeah, I know. It sounds horrible. And actually, I did just read, I think, yesterday. It's going to be, they're calling it like part sitcom, part drama. Like, what? I don't know. And it's supposed to lead into her role on the uh, Doctor Strange sequel. Um, they're doing Mandalorian. You hear about the Mandalorian? Star Wars TV show? Nope. It's, uh, so the, I don't know if you know about Star Wars. I only know this because of this. But the Mandalorian is what, is a species or whatever that, um, Boba Fett is. Okay. So it's a bounty hunter TV show. A guy that looks like, like dog, uh, Boba Fett. Like, do, like Dog the Bounty Hunter, but Boba Fett? <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's a reality show. Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, the, the trailer was just released and it looks like a Star Wars it looks like Star Wars TV show like what you would hope Star Star Wars would have turned into like once the Skywalker saga and everything ended you know where the side stories would be like what else is going on in that universe what I would have hoped I don't know what you would have hoped but uh-huh. what would you have hoped <laughs> that it did not turn into a TV show <laughs> really why I'm, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan oh okay well if you don't like Star enough, Wars then enough to be like well I need more of that yeah I, I just like the whole the whole world the whole universe the robots the music the different worlds the puppets puppets well you know me and my puppets which I like is it gonna be and speaking of that there's gonna be a Muppets TV show I'm excited again uh-huh this one it, it they mentioned it's gonna be um uh something about it they made they said it's gonna be a variety show with guest stars and everything just like the original show was my guess mm-hmm. is it's gonna be all Disney movie star related and basically just pumping their shows is being my guess but hopefully it's like the original show and it's going to be short form whatever that means so five minutes you know who knows was it five minutes ten minutes long all I know is they own Hulu now as well they, and they, they own take, everything if they take that away I'll be upset because yeah I watch a lot of Hulu yeah if they take away all the Hulu stuff that would really suck but you know, this is taking longer than it should so Disney Plus is going to be Mandalorian Obi-Wan Loki TV show, She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel, and Moon Knight. All TV shows. Hmm. So, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the Star Wars comic is ending. That's about it. Oh, yeah! Just based off my previous comments. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I read a lot of that, actually, when uh, the Killian... What's his name was writing it? The guy that made those Uber comics. Was it Kieran Gillen? Ke- yeah, he was when he started writing them, I think, or he was writing that Vader comic, 
one of the i think he was right in vader and it was running in like concurrently with the star wars so when they first started but then once it uh once it blew up and it started doing all the little minis off the side i got i kind of tuned out of it Mm -hmm. but it was because it started as a story in between the first like new hope and empire i think yeah but anyway so yeah, all those comments I made prior about not wanting more. And I was like, oh, I'll still read this. <laughs> more information. That's a good point. I don't want any more. You watched, you've read all those stories, right? You're you're big into all those. <laughs> well, I liked uh, Kieran Gillian. Yeah. I liked his, he was a really good writer. And the Darth Vader one was yeah. pretty good too. Yeah, so there. So and then, so the other, uh, the last thing, bit of comic news. So apparently there was a kiss, you know, the kiss the band. There was a comic I think it was, it had some, I, I don't know exactly what it was about, so don't quote me on this, but I think it was um, uh, something about their final tour. So they were, I don't know what the story was, but apparently it ended with some sort of <laughs> apocalypse, and there's a now going to be a Kiss Zombies comic coming out. Mm. That, that's going to have to be my, uh, my um, have I got a story for you? <laughs> Kiss Zombies. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to give my opinion on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are they go- are they going to print it with their own blood again? <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. It just it seemed kind of weird. A Kiss Zombies comic. All right. So you ready for a game here? The game with no name. The game with no name. <laughs> Sorry, Mister Mitch. Can I call you Wallet? Hey, Mister Mister Ass. Or do I go by Az? Your middle name. I work with a guy that goes Ass. by only his middle name. I didn't know it was his middle name. For like the first year, I knew him. Okay, but anyway, uh, so we'll go. I'll just call him ass. <laughs> <laughs> Wallet ass bitch. Uh, yeah. All right, so you ready here? Mm-hmm. It is five to two, right? No, it's like nine fifty-eight. <laughs> Sorry, the score. Oh, <laughs> I'm up five to two. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the comic is called Family Tree. <clears throat> okay. Choice number one. When an eight year old finally gets that puppy she always asked for, her single mom never thought she would be unleashing extraordinary terror on her family. And she quickly notices the puppy has a peculiar fascination with the old pear tree still live still barely living in the backyard. Uh, over the years she notices the tree seemingly grows more every year as a puppy grows and spends more time burying bones, toys, dead birds, dead squirrels. She starts to believe her possibly insane grandfather was not insane at all, and learns he was telling the horrifying truth about the cult rituals involving human sacrifices to what he used to call a tree of life. A new genre-defying series written by New York Times best-selling author Jeff Lemire and illustrated by artist Phil Hester, Family Tree combines mystery, action, and horror into an epic story about the lengths a mother will go in order to keep her children safe. Wow. And you're even using, like, writers that i would know and stuff well it's it's actual um i'm just i'm I'm just the whole bottom part is the same on all three of them oh damn i know i got i I don't have i lucky i got one out today at all so well then see shit maybe i might get this one because i might know jeff lemire yep style of writing all right right. second one in the future i'll have to write those things myself but anyway here's the next one when an eight-year-old girl literally begins to transform into a tree her single mom, troubled brother, and possibly insane grand- grandfather embark on a bizarre and heart-wrenching odyssey across the back roads of America in a desperate search for a way to cure her horrifying transformation before it's too late. 
But the farther they get from home, the more forces threaten to tear the family apart as fanatical cults, mercenaries, and tabloid paparazzi close in, determined to destroy the girl, or use her for their own ends. A new genre-defying series written by New York Times bestseller Jeff Lemire, <clears throat> Family Tree combines mystery, action, and horror into an epic story about the lengths a mother will go in order to keep her children safe. Okay. So that's option two. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> Here's option three. When an eight-year-old... When an eight-year-old girl... Oh, sorry. Jeez, I can't... Uh... All right. When an eight-year-old girl works on a building a family tree for a school project, her single mom calls her grandfather to be interviewed. Uncharacteristically, her grandfather responds curtly and with seeming trepidation to delve into his past. As she turns to her uncle to find some answers, she realizes there are some strings that should never be pulled on and some stories in the past you do, know, do not want revealed. Learning about your bloodline and that previously thought insane relatives may not be. Burning witches at the stake and cult rituals involving bloodletting may only be the beginning of a bizarre trip down memory lane. Again, a new genre-defying series written by New York Times bestseller best-selling author Jeff Lemire and illustrated by acclaimed for uh, you got all that yeah yeah but I want you to finish it again all right <laughs> just kidding no I, I can <laughs> uh no it's all right but yeah so you got the tree that's growing with the dog that they're like burying shit under yep the tree that's coming to life growing with the dog yep and then you got the tree the girl turning into the tree yep and then you got the one about that's kind of straightforward to the title. That seems the most plausible. <laughs> the one about the family the going in the uh, Salem witch trials yep. and stuff. Uh, I'm picking. It's either going to be one or three. I'm two. I'm throwing out the window. So maybe you've already won, and I'll just sit here and contemplate <laughs> a double loss. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm going to go with number three because it seems, but the fuck, it's going to catch me up. But number three because it seems like, <laughs> God damn it, you're already laughing. <laughs> I'm just laughing at your responses. <laughs> the way you're like, you're so into it. You're trying to figure this out. It's going to be number three because that's like, it seems. Number three. The most, the, uh, yeah. The family tree that she does for the school. It seems most logical. Yeah, it just seems kind of. No, I win again. Fuck Six to two. Is it number one? No, it is not. It's number one. It's the stupidest <laughs> fucking collector turning into a tree. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I, I didn't have one until today. I just happened to be sitting on the couch a few hours ago looking through it. I go, oh my God, this is it. I think I could come up with something. For, and like, I kind of messed up here, I thought. I went. I wrote the other two pretty quickly. God damn it. I spent no time on it. <laughs> And I still, and it's the only one I picked the, the first, two that you wrote. <laughs> yeah, I know. First time, you immediately threw that one out. I'm like, yes. Well, because there's that story about that guy that, like, really has that disease that he, like, turns into a tree. And I was like, well, oh. maybe, like, I was like, there's no way they wrote a book, like, based, I was like, that seems like Law and Order ripped from the headlines. <laughs> I didn't so even I think like, of that at all, yeah. God damn it. All right. Well, yeah, six to two. Or, yeah. <laughs> you whatever. sound a little disappointed. Well, see, I figured, uh, see, I figured I only I only win in the long run if I if I win two thirds of the time. Because right, my goal is to have them all uh, to write three that sound like they could be, or write two that could sound like it could be. So yeah, you, so, so it's you're purely guessing. Yeah, like every single time. So it's hard. The house always wins. 
Mike always wins. Well, that's just it. If you if you're if you have a higher than thirty three percent success rate, you win. Oh, well then, yeah. If you want to use your logic and numbers, <laughs> that's what I'm going for. Because okay. I was thinking about it, I'm like, yeah. this is not fair because he picks because uh, there's three of them, right? You just if you guess one of them, you're you, you're, you're going to be right thirty three percent of the time. But if I fa- you know, I fail by not being able to write two ones that you guess are that you um think are real. So sad because I even called it. I was like, oh, I'll just throw out the one that <laughs> probably right. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, that's great. That was a good one. Very good, very good. Well, you better not, uh, better not let us down again next week, because and by us I mean me. <laughs> what you done again? And wallet ass Mitch. Okay, two weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I don't know. Well, yeah, tune in next week, see what we talk about, <laughs> and uh, see if Mike can come up with a story. Until then, uh, goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, dear. Boom, 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 boom.